when you go to Boston, you need to hit Fenway Park, the home of the Boston Red Sox, your favorite team. True, but the true bucket list is Fenway Park, you have to say it the right way, with a Yankee Red Sox game. The Sox and the Yanks. Perfect. Now, I was at my first one July 19th, 1962, and I still remember it. As will David Donalick, who, along with his wife and two daughters, came all the way from Dallas. So when I, when I heard about it, I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Are you a Red Sox fan? No, not at all. <laughs> Fenway Park, though. Uh, the, the, uh, the history, the aura, it was, uh, it was great to see, and especially seeing a, a Yankees game at Fenway. And on this night, they, along with 37,000 others, saw another Sox-Yankees classic. No, it was, it was fun because the uh, one, lots of runs, uh, but two, the Yankees got up 4 nothing, and then here come the Sox. Uh, so it kept it, uh, kept it interesting. Certainly for you Sox fans anyways, the final score was 15-7. to Red Sox. Oh, yeah. And my wife, Terry, a converted Red Sox fan who wanted to finally see a Sox-Yanks game on our anniversary. Yankee fans, on this night, we're not celebrating your anniversary or anything else. A drubbing and the start of a four-game sweep by the Sox of the Bronx Bombers. Which could be no surprise either way to Boston-area native Ken Lakin, who's been to more than 50 Yanks-Sox skirmishes. It's always special because of the, the, the venom that is produced between both cities manifests itself very well. <laughs> I was there actually when Mickey Rivers, going back in the late 70s, had the brawl at Fenway, and he was wearing a helmet because they were throwing beer cans at him from, from in center field in the bleachers. Did you do that? Uh, no. I would have if I was in the bleachers, but I was in the right field stands. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, salty language in the stands. <laughs> that stood out. Those were the Yankees fans? Uh, no. <laughs> it was mixed. Let's call it that. <laughs> Now that Boston bite is there even when they're winning. Watch this run-scoring hit during the route that spurred a happy dance from our bleacher mate Christian, who regaled the crowd in our audience with moves and his Boston sharp tongue. I got it. You got it? Get the hell out of here. And he's from Durham, North Carolina. Speaking of Carolina, expect a lot of music and singing. And you can expect some rain, too. After all, it is New England weather, so just wait a minute. Despite the salty weather and language, this is one fun place with lots of cheers and cheers.
Plus, you can get fairly close to the field and the players, even here in the outfield near the bullpen. As you see, the bleachers are packed, but the game loses none of its excitement out here. You can easily see shots off or over the famous Green Monster. Um. Oh, sorry, sorry. Green Monster. Ah, much better, much better. Still, these so-called cheap seats are not cheap, and they are not easy to get. So, the biggest obstacle in making a Yankee Sox game a bucket list is getting tickets. That's right. So first tip, get your seats early. There are plenty of online ticket sites. We used Vivid Seats, an online ticket broker. Second tip, a bit contradictory, but if you're a risk taker, get your seats late. You can, even the day of the game, you can work the streets around the ballpark and usually you can get usually pretty good deals right around the first pitch too. I'd even wait to the first or even after the first pitch. Uh, someone, someone will get you, uh, ticket scalpers out there will get you a deal. Another tip, try some September games with some milder temps and games with playoff implications. What I would do is, they, they always get jammed up and full for, but I think the fall games in particular, because they're usually close to um, playoff runs, it gets a little more intense. So I like to go in September. If you can get there in September, do the September game. Either way, it is worth it. Oh, definitely do it. Uh, definitely do it. Uh, get a dog, uh, get a beer, and enjoy yourself. Now, after the game, avoid the traffic and hit the Hajoku Bar in the Verb Hotel, which is a short walk from the bleachers. It's a Japanese bar offering sushi and a bunch of Japanese whiskeys. You can get sushi, but we opted for chicken wings. They were fabulous. First, they're brined in buttermilk. Then we had them with shallots and soy. The drinks were a bit different. The Mai Tai was a 1944 classic Trader Vic's Mai Tai with Jamaican rums, lime, curacao, almond, and sesame. And it was no holiday drink. It was not sweet and probably just a throwback to the original Mai Tai. Next, we got the Polynesian Paralysis. It had the unlikely tropical base of bourbon with rum, curacao, lemon, and pineapple. Again, not real sweet, but a nice tropical feel. This was a great way to end a bucketless day at Fenway. And jet setters can find tons of other great cuisine in Beantown. And we dive into some of those must-hit spots before the game. Those tips coming up in our next segment.